right, everybody. Let's go ahead and get this started. So, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining the Light Side today. My name is Danny, and this is episode one, the first ever Light Side podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to start doing this because really what I want to do is just connect to my tribe. I really love talking and connecting to people, so this is a perfect way for me to connect and talk to people. I heard Joe Rogan say one time, he's like, yeah, I literally talk to my friends. And after I heard him say that, I was like, I could do that. I could definitely do that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> thanks, Missy. So I guess I'll start with my intention behind this podcast is to spread the light. So whatever that may mean, um, just spreading good vibes and spreading the light. So bringing value to you guys in every way possible. Like I expect to be on here talking about um, business, social media, uh, psychedelics, <laughs> bodybuilding, spirituality, Buddhism, astrology. Like I, I really want to bring it all because I do feel like there's a light side to every single conversation that we could have, um, even some of the negative ones. So if there's a way that I can connect with people all across the world and have them bring their light and shed it to you guys, that is my, my number one joy and goal. Um, so that, that's my intention behind this podcast. And I have a bunch of awesome people lined up. I already started uh, recording um, with, his name is Nayam or Justin, spiritual bodybuilder. On Thursday, I'm talking with one of my friends who is a shaman, an ayahuasca shaman, and we're going to be talking about oneness, how to achieve that, the importance of it, and everything like that. So two people, I have like literally a list of 10 badass people to bring to you guys. Um, I actually might be getting, uh, I, I'm going to ask my business coach too, because I'd love to have her on here. She's awesome. Um, and that's basically like how to grow a six-figure business from your laptop. So <laughs> she would be really great and beneficial, especially for this age that we're in. Um, so I, I have a couple questions from um, my Instagram post. So I'll just start with those and feel free to comment and post in the little chat here. And I would love to some interaction and for you guys to be sharing and commenting with me. I think that's what's going to make this whole thing go round. So without further ado, let's get started. So I'll start with an easy one. Do I miss the bodybuilding lifestyle? Um, and this is by superhero daddy on Instagram. Um, to be honest with you, in some ways I do. Like I miss waking up every day with a purpose and being like really good at something. And the bodybuilding lifestyle, I, so it's like, th that's a double-edged sword for me because there are some things about it that I do miss. Um, but there are some things that I feel incredibly free from. Like I feel free from counting cardio and counting macros and counting supplements and counting all of these things. So it's, it's a double-edged sword for me, but I do miss feeling like an athlete and waking up every day and feeding my body with like good, healthy food. And I miss working out every day, two times a day. Right now, that's something that has kind of taken a burner, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, there are, there are definitely some things that I miss, but like I said, I feel very free and peaceful from a lot of things with bodybuilding. So what I'm working on now currently is working in the things that I miss, like working out every day, feeding my body with good, healthy food, um, and just being really in tune and feeling like an athlete. And I can feel like an athlete without having to step on stage. So that is actually something that I'm working on incorporating now into my everyday life. So good question, superhero daddy. Thank you. Let me just take a little sip. tea time guys okay so another one is okay athlete okay so this one is a steroid question if you guys have any questions about steroids I'm all about it all right so let's go so athlete so he was asking 
does a natural athlete have a chance against uh, an athlete on steroids? And that's, it's kind of a hard question because some people have super good genetics and they don't have to take a lot of like the gear that some other people have to take. Um, so, however, if you are competing in the IFBB or NPC, and this is complete honesty, the physiques that they're awarding are definitely on steroids. I was one of them, okay? And that's what honestly got me to the top. Like if they weren't award awarding super, le super lean ripped physiques, girls with shredded glutes, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys, but it's really hard for a girl to get a shredded, shredded ass without having taken antis. And that's just that I've tried it. Like I've, I've went as far as I could go. And the minute I started taking anti-estrogens, my butt started getting shredded because estrogen is what keeps the fat on your hips and your butt and your legs and things like that. Um, so, so like a natural athlete, I think they could get very far to be honest with you. Like, I really do think that they could get super far in the NPC, um, and maybe even get their pro card naturally, maybe, especially if you're in bikini or figure, but if you are in physique or bodybuilding, um, the physiques that they're awarding are not natural physiques. So there's, so it's really like apples and oranges, but how, okay. Now, since we're on the steroid topic, um, there is definitely 100% a way to take them safely and effectively. Now, I don't think that everybody needs to be out there injecting testosterone or trend. Girls, if you're injecting trend, rethink that, okay? Because that can get really dangerous really quickly and there's literally no reason for it. Um, now, I have heard of, of women taking um, tests and once they get their, lev their, level their levels checked and they find out that they are in fact low on testosterone and maybe a little bit could help them get their levels back to normal, then fine. Then I think it's normal. But just like take a safe amount. Like don't go, don't go changing everything about yourself. You know what I mean? Just for a trophy. Like just re really, really rethink that. Um, and there are also things like clenbuterol and that's not a steroid. Clenbuterol was actually first, um, and asthma medication. It's designed to open up our bronchioles so we can get more oxygen and fat gets burned with oxidant, oxygen and gets oxidized. So in fact, getting more oxygen in your body does help you burn fat. But clenbuterol is not a steroid. Um, and then there's also another one that a lot of girls do take and it's called Anavar. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, stay away from Chen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and there isn't, it's called Anavar. So I, that was the one that I took, like the anabolic, if that's what you want to call it. Um, that was the one that was my, like, my main thing from pretty much, I was pretty much natural until I turned pro. And then once I did that, I kind of walked it up little by little. Um, but I took one thing at a time and then did a show and saw how it worked out and then did another show. So how that worked out and like a little bit at a time, don't go doing your first show and adding in all of these different compounds when you don't even know how you look dieted down. Okay. Let's think about that. <laughs> so Anavar is actually something that was originally um, prescribed to women and children with AIDS to prevent muscle wasting. So that one actually started out to prevent muscle wasting. And when we are in a deficit um, with bodybuilding, we need to be careful of muscle wasting. So Anavar is actually probably a good, uh, one, of the, one of the more safer ones to take. And if anybody's curious, um, there are kind of two different types of steroids. There's 
anabolic androgenic steroids. So if you ever heard of AAS, anabolic androgenic, they're two very different things. So anabolic is like what makes you grow, what makes you big. So that's anavar is something that's very anabolic. Um, androgenic is basically the male secondary sex hormone. So that's going to give you a mustache, a big downstairs, a big jaw, a deep voice, just like a male. So that, and that's kind of the difference between the steroids. So um, if you can, like ladies, if you could take something that's more anabolic versus more androgenic, chances are you're going to get away with a lot less side effects. Okay. So there's that. Um, so I don't know. I hope that answers the question about can an athlete do well? Yes, I think an athlete can do well naturally up to a certain point. And then if you want to start winning shows, I think it's going to be very hard competing in the IFBB without something. And that's just really honest. That's my really honest opinion because I've seen it. I've seen bikini girls that are on way more than I was ever on being in a being a physique athlete on the Olympia stage. Now, what I do want to caution you against is like the blind leading the blind. So if you're getting your diet and your steroid device from a bro, like a bro science dude at the gym who thinks he knows what he's talking about, um, be careful. Take that with a grain of salt. Maybe go get your levels checked and go to an actual hormone replacement or ask a girl who's taken it who's still, you know, good. Um, so just be careful of where you're getting your information from and realize that there is life after bodybuilding. And one day you won't want to be working out this hard and you won't want to be taking steroids forever. So just tread lightly as you're going through the industry like that and achieving your goals, like go slow. There's not a rush and you don't need to take all of these steroids right off the bat. So if anybody has any questions about gear, thyroid meds are common too. Yes, thyroid meds are common. I have actually, um, I have actually taken T3, um, but very, very safely in a super low amount, but you just, you walk yourself up and then you walk yourself down. And I'm completely honest, guys. I'm not going to claim that I'm natural. I'm not going to lie. I have skeletons in my closet that I have no problem sharing. Um, so I actually did take T3, but I took it very carefully because I did realize that if you have a thyroid imbalance and you, it will be very extremely hard for you to lose weight for the rest of your life. So be super careful about T3 and T4. Um, it is very highly toxic on your oral organs and taking orals. So if you're taking a lot of like pills, it's realize that your body has to like not digest, but like filter out all of that stuff. So just tread lightly guys and go careful, go step by step. I do agree with steroids, especially if you are competing, but again, there is a safe and easy way to take them. So uh, next thing I want to talk about is plant-based. So if you guys don't know, I am plant-based. I've been plant-based for about two and a half years. Uh, after I was finished competing at the Olympia, actually backstage, I threw out all of my meat containers and was just like, fuck meat, I'm done. And I, I, so before the Olympia, I had been wanting to go um, plant-based. And for me, it's a compassionate thing, right? So like I... I had a really, I had a really big problem with harming um, other animals to feed my body. And that's just the way I think. I, I don't, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to think about this and people can argue like the ancestor thing and whatever. I don't think, I don't think that way. I think that we have a moral and ethical choice and we can thrive off of plants. We can build muscle. We can get super fucking healthy. And we, so that's just my stance on it. And my reason for going plant-based is purely for the animals. Um, I, I just reached a point where it, compassion was the only thing that mattered to me, whether that be treat myself with compassion, other human beings, plants, and animals. Like once I saw that a dog was the same as a cow, like the same consciousness, the same light that was in their eyes, 
um, I, I literally couldn't look at meat or anything else any other way. Um, so that was mainly my reason for going plant-based. And at the time, I didn't realize that it was super healthy for you. Like, I was just like, I really don't, I really don't care if this is healthy or not. This is how I feel. And I'm willing to risk my whole competitive career on it. And not that you have to risk your whole competitive career. So somebody asked me, um, like, what do I think about plant-based bodybuilding? I think very highly of plant-based bodybuilding. And I think that it's starting to become something that is way like more and more known every single day. Uh, I don't know if anybody has seen Game Changers, the the um, documentary on Netflix, um, but the Game Changers documentary was really changing. Like I, <laughs> I got so many messages after that came out about like, they're like, all right, Danny, tell me like, what, what do I have to do? I'm vegetarian, I'm plant-based, like, what do I do? Because, and I, what I love about that documentary is they don't bash anybody who's eating meat. And I hope that doesn't come across this way at all. Like, I'm not trying to bash anybody who's eating meat. I did it for 27 years and I have nothing, whatever. I just didn't know. Um, but this documentary is really beautiful because it shows you that you can, in fact, be an elite athlete and eat plants. Like, we're just thought and conditioned to think a different way, but, but there are other ways to do this. So um, there's like one of the strongest men in the world is a vegan. Um, I don't know if you, and there are a couple IFBB pros who I'm friends with that are vegan. Um, Tori Washington is one of them. And the other one is uh, Nimi, Nimi Delgado. So both of them, and if you guys have any questions, like follow them. They're amazing and they put all their food. And both of them are really great IFBB pros and they're all plant-based. And I know there are a couple women's physique athletes who are doing it as well. Um, and guys, think about it. Like protein is protein. Amino acids are amino acids. I really don't that it matters where you get your your protein from. Like where do you think the cows get it from? Plants. So like let's just skip the middleman and go right to right to the good stuff, right? So I do believe that we can build um, muscle off of plants. Like why wouldn't we be able to? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a huge fan of it, and there are IFB pros who get fucking shredded, who get really huge, who achieve greatness on plants. It's just, they're the minority right now. And everything that we've been taught since we were little kids, we, like we've been taught that meat is the way for athletes. And I think that the world is, is uh, waking up to something different now. Uh, like endurance athletes, actually in that, in that movie Game Changers, there's a lot of stuff about endurance athletes, like performing better on plants. And, you know, so, so there's just a lot of research that's coming out about plants. Um, and to that point, uh, somebody also asked me about, um, what is it? The fuck? Um, autoimmune disorders. So, and I, like, I'm not a doctor. I really don't know that much about autoimmune disorders. But what I do know is that sometimes autoimmune disorders are caused from our gut, from inflammation in our gut. And I do know that eating meat does cause a lot of information, inflammation and acidity in our bodies. So I'm led to believe that if you have less inflammation in your gut and in your body, then chances are you're a lot less likely to have an immune system flare up or be or have an immune uh, autoimmune disorder come and like wreak havoc on your body. And I'm not just saying meat is the only culprit. Like coffee makes our body acidic. A lot of other things make our body acidic. And that's not the only reason that we get autoimmune disorders. My mom actually has rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and she's, she's been vegetarian since, 
since she was diagnosed. Um, but I do believe it's like something that we do to our bodies. Like it could be something in our gut bacteria that's messed up. And I don't know if you guys know, but like gut health is something that is super incredibly important. I don't know that much about it, but what I am waking up to is the fact that it's like our second brain. Uh, and like 90% of our serotonin is actually formed in our gut. And that's our happy hormone. <laughs> so sometimes we're taking these SSRIs and these different sort of like antidepressants when maybe we could fix what's going on in our belly. So if we just changed our diet, um, maybe that would help us feel a little less depressed and feel a little bit more, you know, happy and serotonin filled. Yeah. Um, how did... I'm just reading a comment here. How does people eating roadkill? Um, I think that's I think that's gross. And actually, I so on the on I'm kind of switching subjects here. But anyway, thank you, Marcus, for your question. And anybody else, write in. Let's talk about stuff. Um, so what's up with people eating roadkill? I think that's fucking nasty, number one. And what I did hear about our pet food companies is that they take the roadkill in animals with cancer and they put that into our pet food, and then that's what our dogs and cats are eating. So <laughs> after I learned that, I started making my dogs their own food. So they eat um, carrots, peas, and corn with sometimes lentils and beans and just much healthier stuff and oatmeal and bananas and apples and things like that. So I don't, I don't agree with eating roadkill. I think that's freaking really nasty and it just should just be there where it is. Um, but just realize that they are feeding our dogs and cats that. And farmers make money off of selling the, co the cows with cancer to our pet food companies. So just, you know, just be aware, okay? Um, okay, so that's, that's really it for the plant-based stuff. If you guys have any more questions about plant-based, let me know. Uh, but it is a possibility. I do feel super awesome eating plant-based. Uh, and there is still much to learn. Like, I'm not going to act like I know everything about it. But I do know that you can build muscle, you can compete, and you can feel and look amazing. Um, and funny fact about that, my husband's dad actually has some heart issues and his doctor told him to go plant-based because that would help his heart issues. I think Dr. Sebi is one of the guys who's really uh, keen on, on stuff like that. So look up Dr. Sebi. Um, okay, so moving on. I, I, okay, so my next topic is like spirituality and Buddhism and things like that. So the things that I am into lately, I'm not that practiced in any of them. It's something that I am just exploring on my own um, is, is spirituality. And so my, my favorite thing to, to, I guess, to be spiritual about is the yogic path. Um, for me, that when I did yoga teacher training, that opened up an incredible amount of doors for me. And I was like, oh my shit, I need to go to India like right now. <laughs> and because the first, so, the, so there's eight limbs of yoga. And the first limb is the yamas, the yamas and the niyamas. So how you treat other people and how you treat yourself. So the very first one is ahimsa, which is nonviolence. And that to me, I was just like, you know what? I'm sold right there. Number one, first one, ahimsa. Um, and that is, that's how you treat yourself. That's how you treat other people. That is like how you treat your body. So are you being violent to your body? Are you being violent to other people, to other animals? Um, and that's also like our thoughts can be very violent and our judgments to other people can be very violent. So even if you're not physically like punching someone in the face, you might be punching them in the face with your words. And when you put stuff out there and you're mean to other people, that is like direct, like what you think, do and say before you even do it is already on its way back to you. So that's a little bit of karma for you. So realize that 
like if you're thinking negatively about other people or you're judging other people, you're also like bad vibing yourself. And that's also a really negative thing to do to yourself. So nonviolence for me was like everything. Like that was just, the, and then there's like non-stealing, non-hoarding, non-grasping, non-attachment. That's something that I'm working on actually right now is like the non-attachment thing. Um, and so like even changing my Instagram name from little monster to light side was a little bit of me practicing non-attachment um, because I was very attached to that. I was attached to my following and my tribe and everything I built and everybody knew me as little monster. I don't even think people knew my name as Danny. <laughs> so that was something that was actually really tough for me to, to, to practice. Um, and so along the eight limbs of yoga, I don't know if you guys knew this, by the way, but there's only one limb of yoga that is physical. That's the asana, the physical posture practice that we do. All of the other ones are either like mental or breathing or how you treat other people. And I just thought that was super beautiful. And I, when I went through yoga teacher training, I was extremely lost and confused and broken and in so much pain. And I didn't know who I was or what to do or what to say. And yoga for me gave me that. It gave me a path to walk. Um, it reignited this light and the spiritual connection within me that I lost with bodybuilding that I was honestly terrified without. Um, and so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through books and I'm practicing and I'm studying. Um, but for me right now, the, the yogic path is the one that I will, I will be walking. Um, and like I said, I'm getting better at that every day. And two other things that I'm learning more and more about is Buddhism and Hinduism. Like I said, I don't really know that much about it, but one of the beautiful things about social media is I connected with somebody in India and he has been sending me um, a bunch of different like Buddhism or Hindu chants and their, um, and their holidays. There was just like Shivarati and then Ganesh, which is the elephant had his birthday a little while ago. So uh, I'm slowly dipping my toe into all of these beautiful little cultures and all these beautiful little religions. Um, and it's just, it's just so beautiful. And what I love about the Buddhist culture and, and religion is that it's so peaceful and it's so nonviolent. And it's, it's literally about connecting to the divine and it's about everything and everybody being one. Like, we are all one consciousness under this one sun. Like we are, it's one tribe, everybody. Like there's no reason to be fighting everybody. We're all humans. And if, I feel like if everybody would just let go of their egos for a second, we would stop seeing the separation. And to me, that's like the greatest um, illusion of being a human is that we're separate and we're not separate. Like we're not, and we're not even separate from animals and plants, but like we're human. Like even the people who are causing terrorism, like I wish they would just see that we're human. But, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot of egos going on, and I feel like if people would let go of that a little bit, then they would be a little bit more peaceful and feel a little bit less need to prove, some, prove something and have all this pride and all this attachment to who they are and what they do. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just dipping my toe into all of these things, but I am in love with what I'm seeing so far. And, you know, like Buddhism, it's about – and there's so much, like, there's so much to meditation. And I'm such a big proponent of meditation. And um, this really just saved me. And with all of my life coaching clients, that's the number one thing that I tell them to do is meditate because it cuts you off from the real world. Like it, it, it creates the pause in between the reaction and in the response. So like, 
All right, so in Buddhism, they call it like a monkey brain, which is I think a lot of us have had, I have it from time to time, I kind of have it a little bit right now. Um, but it's basically like the, the monkey brain, all of the chaos and all of the shit that's going on in our head every single day and thinking about all of these different things and even like judging and all of and us feeling judged and caring about what other people think. And there's just so much monkey brain going on, right? So what meditation helps us with is to shut that shit up and to just calm down and focus on the present moment. And something that I've learned with meditation is that it, it's, it's an intense practice of being in the present moment. And when you can practice being in the present moment during meditation, you can practice being in the present moment when you're in your daily life. And I think that's what we're all just really dying for is to be present. And what I've learned about depression is that depression is sometimes we're too far, we're too far back, right? Like we're focusing on what happened and dwelling on that. And sometimes anxiety is worrying too much about what's in the future and just being anxious about what might happen and oh my goodness and all of these things. So, but what meditation does is it, brings us to the present and it brings us in the moment where all of our power actually is is right now in the moment um and yes so i am a huge proponent of meditation and if you guys need a little bit of help getting started uh there is an app called insight timer and it's free and there's like twenty-five thousand free meditations on the app and i highly recommend downloading it there's a bunch of different and there's all different sort of there's even just like some christian stuff some buddhist stuff there's some sound healing some frequencies that you could listen to um and and really meditation is a practice of getting out of your mind out of your monkey mind and coming to your senses and some people get confused and they say oh well i'm what am i supposed to be focusing on if like how do i clear my brain if i'm supposed to be focusing on this guided meditation um and it's essentially you're just focusing on the words or you're focusing on what you hear or you're focusing on like your your hands or whatever um but it's really just focusing on anything that's not your mind and your monkey brain um yes so meditation do it it's awesome mm. oh my god my sissy Gino, I'm on the yoga path as well. It's a great discipline to have in my life. You know why? You, I think about you so much when I go do yoga, and I smile so much when you tell me that you just got done with your hot vinyasa class because I just know how beneficial that is. And speaking of yoga, there is – when you're doing yoga, you're, you're, you're also focused on being in the present moment right? So you're focusing on your mind and your body. And a lot of people think when they first start to do yoga, that everybody is going to be in the class watching them do the, do, do the pose wrong. But the truth is they're focusing on doing their pose right. They're not focused on you. So that's a big lesson to learn when you're going into yoga is to just focus on your pose. And what that, ha what that does is you focus on your breath and you focus on your pose. So now you're in your breath and you're in your body, you're in your senses, and you're being more present and in the moment. So you can get out of your monkey brain. So I highly recommend doing yoga, and I did it for a little bit when I was competing. And if you are an athlete of any kind and you're lifting, I highly recommend yoga because what it will do is it will keep you open and keep you limber and probably keep you a little less egoic. But I didn't learn – I, I did yoga a couple times when I was competing, but I didn't really get into it until I moved to Colorado and I did it for a month straight. And then I was like, oh. And for me, yoga checked all of my boxes that bodybuilding did. So for me, bodybuilding, I loved being in my hoodie, right? And being sweaty and just being physically taxed, being mentally taxed. You have to keep going and keep 
stay on the step or every single step matters and then spiritually connected like to do both of those things you you almost have to transcend when you're doing cardio and I hadn't had that feeling until I was done bodybuilding and started doing yoga again and when I felt that I was like oh okay there's something to this yoga thing and so I kept going with it <sighs> okay so next thing I want to talk about is psychedelics If you have any questions about psychedelics, please write them down below. Um, okay, now, I'm not saying psychedelics are for everybody. In fact, I don't believe they are. If you have some sort of psychosis already, like if you are already like schizophrenic or bipolar or you already have some sort of mental diagnosis, you know, I absolutely think that psychedelics can cause, um, can cause, can cause, you know, my mom is always like, be careful because people never come back. <laughs> and while well, that, that is true, but chances are they already had some kind of psychological thing going on in the first place. And then they took psychedelics on top of that and didn't know how to handle it. And now they're off in la la land. But if you're sort if you're like, you know, pretty okay with life, um, I, I do believe psychedelics are great. Uh, I, I don't, again, I don't know if they're for everybody. Maybe microdosing them might be, might be good for some people. Um, but I do believe they are very helpful. And I also do believe that microdosing them can help with depression and anxiety and help with just overall joy and happiness in life versus like taking antidepressants or, you know, things like that. I think, I think microdosing psychedelics might be a good, a good thing to try first before you go trying pharmaceuticals. Um, and just to give you, so I'll talk a little bit about my, my, um, my, my experiences with psychedelics. So my favorite one is mushrooms. Psilocybin containing mushrooms are my favorite psychedelic. Um, they opened my eyes to so many things, so many beautiful experiences. Um, I have done ayahuasca. I don't know that it was like the full bore ayahuasca, but I definitely did it and was definitely somewhere else for a little while. Um, and I have done DMT and LSD. So I have tried, I have done my fair share of psychedelics. There are still some more that I would like to try. Uh, peyote, I would love to try. 5-MeO DMT, I would like to try um, and uh, combo, but that's not actually a psychedelic. So, so there are some things yet to be uh, discovered for me, but, um, my my experience with ayahuasca was so beautiful and i'm actually going to have the shaman that brought me through my experience on the show um we're actually recording this thursday so i'm very excited about that um but what i walked away from with ayahuasca i was like being caressed by this beautiful like man like what you see behind me is what i was in i was like in this this portal of just amazing colors and so much love and compassion, I just felt like I was just in this big blanket of love. Um, and for about an hour, I was just meditating and just in this spot. And she was singing the Icaros all around me and doing the plants and all of that stuff. And um, I was literally just in this portal. And I wish that I had stayed another night. We had to go actually to a funeral the next day, so we couldn't. But um, I remember coming out of it, opening my eyes and sitting by the fire. And fire is very purifying if you guys have never sat by a fire. Um, but I was watching the fire burn. I was watching this wood burn and I was thinking, I was like, man, 
like plants plants sacrifice for us and we sacrifice for plants so before i went into the ayahuasca ceremony i did a dieta or a diet and i had already been plant-based so that part was easy for me but like no salt no sugar no caffeine um for me caffeine is a big sacrifice okay <laughs> so I, there, there's this you know list of things that we couldn't eat in order to go and drink this this ayahuasca drink and uh keith hi what's up my friend uh so before we went and did that and for me, that was a big, huge sacrifice. You know, we sacrificed time, we sacrificed all of these things to take this plant medicine. And um, and then I was watching this wood burn and I was thinking like, man, like this wood is literally sacrificing for us so we can live. And like back in the day, like the way day, when they lived by fire and they cooked by fire, that was something that was keeping people alive. You know, like plants were sacrificing for us as we were sacrificing for plants. And psychedelics have been around for thousands of years like there's even cave drawings that look like mushrooms and they have found um i think graham hancock was the dude but it, on joe rogan they were talking about it and psychedelics have been around for years and years and years they didn't just come when the beatles came out and they weren't just around in the 60s they have been around forever as um like as a ceremonial ritual and now i am not a big fan of partying with psychedelics i actually think that's super disrespectful <laughs> Yes, I, I actually really do. I think it should be done in a ceremonial setting and something that's very special and sacred and done with an intention. Like, I think if you're just going out taking mushrooms for no reason, um, not you're just not getting out of it what you could be getting out of it. And there's so much to get out of it. So my ayahuasca experience was that. I'm really excited to go and do another one where I can maybe stay for like five, seven days and do maybe three or four ceremonies a night and just really experience what, the, what this medicine has to offer us. Um, and speaking of ayahuasca, I just think that, um, so it's like the mother earth spirit. And that's what I think I get so excited about the most is like there, and you can, and I'm not just the only, I'm not just the only person saying this, but there's, there's like a sort of spirit, like a, like a mother earth spirit. That's about this, that drinking this. And although the trips may be extremely difficult, I don't say, I don't, I don't really feel like there are bad trips with psychedelics. So I, I just think that there are some difficult trips, but they're to, they're for our benefit. Like they are to help us. So if you have a, a hard trip when you're on psychedelics, when you're on ayahuasca, it's so you can be a better person for the planet, right? So there's this mother earth spirit in this plant that you're drinking. And what she wants to do is make the world a better place, make her home, her spirit, mother earth, a better place. So even if your trip is hard, it's so you can be a better human for the greater good of the planet. So that's what I believe, and that's why I'm not afraid, because I believe it'll be the greater good for the planet, and it'll teach me how to, how to serve better, how to serve this world better. Now, to talk about mushrooms a little bit, those are those were my my favorites still to this day. They're my favorites. Um, I do microdose them some days, and some days I just take a little bit to you know go for a walk and just meditate and you know dive a little bit deeper inside and and ask myself some questions and things like that. Um, but I, so my very first time that I remember like tripping, tripping, I was, it was with my friends. We were just having like a little birthday party. There was like five of us. Um, and it was right when I was thinking about quitting competing. And it was right when I went plant-based. So I had a bunch of big changes in my life. I had just gotten married. So like everything changed for me. Like my last name changed, my diet changed. I was done competing or almost, I was like on the fence. Um, 
and then I, we did a mushroom trip and I remember holding an Oreo for like two hours and I just walked around with this Oreo <laughs> and I was like, this is my Oreo. You can't touch it. It's mine. And, uh, I found so much comfort in just being with myself and not needing Instagram, not needing judges for validation, not needing my coaches, not even needing my husband. I did what I wanted to do because I wanted to fucking do it. And that was the most beautiful thing for me because I had been run by my coaches like, okay, get up and do cardio. Okay. And then it was, you know, what did the judges want? And it was this and that and the sponsors. Oh my fucking God. The sponsors. What do the sponsors want? Post four times a week. Like, ugh. And, and for me that I was just so monkey brain. I was just so overwhelmed with the industry and what everybody wanted me to do. And what I, I didn't even know what I wanted to do for myself. Right. So I remember during that trip, it was so beautiful. We took three and a half grams of, uh, I think it was penis envies is what they're called. Uh, and I went outside and everybody else was inside and I sat by a tree and I looked up at the stars and then I went inside and I meditated for a little bit. And then I went inside into the bathroom and I remember looking at my own eyes in the mirror and you know, those mirrors that like, when you look at them, it looks like they just go on and on forever. It's like a big, huge illusion. I remember looking into my own eyes and being like, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to compete vegan? You know, do you want to eat plants? Do you want to post on Instagram for these sponsors? And I just asked myself, what do you want to do? And that was the first time in a while that I was like, what do you want to do, Danny? And um, then I went outside and, or went out with the group and sat with everybody and closed my eyes. And I was brought to like this, this, Mount Fuji. Like I behind, I was taking a selfie with Ian and behind us was a big, huge mountain. And my next thought was, oh my God, I have to get up in the morning and do cardio. Like nobody's going to Japan because I have to do cardio again. And that, um, that really hit me differently. And I was like, there's so much to this world that I have not discovered. Like there are so much of myself that I have not discovered. And I literally just wanted to explore a new side of myself. And I found, I found so much uh, excitement in exploring the world and not having to do cardio and not having to like weigh out my food every single second. And like, I found so much peace and excitement in that. And so the next day I quit my sponsors. I quit Redcon. I was like, you guys, I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. I can't post for you and have you run my Instagram. And I just, every time I opened up my Instagram, I felt guilty because I didn't post for them and I wanted to post for myself. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I quit and that felt, I was like, oh, I am free. And, you know, I, and the reason I say that, and I'm not saying that everybody, every sponsor is like that. This is totally a personal thing. I never started bodybuilding to be a sponsored athlete. I started bodybuilding to become Miss Olympia, period. I never wanted to be on a supplement bottle or in a magazine. Like that was never my goal. My number one goal was to be number one. And so when I got the sponsors, it just wasn't exciting to me. Like it wasn't exciting for me to post about them and 20% off of this protein. And like, I, and don't get me wrong. I am very grateful for everything that the sponsors have given me, but I'm not a good sponsor, sponsored athlete because I never wanted to be one. So my very first mushroom trip, they helped me quit Redcon. <laughs> so I did. And then a couple months later, I, I did another trip and I would say it was more of a Terrence McKenna type heroic dose. It was probably like six or seven grams. 
uh, and I was at home where I grew up, and uh, it was like the la one of the last nights that we were staying in the house that I grew up in. Uh, so my mom was selling the house, and you know, it was sad. We were there for 16 years. That house meant a lot to us as a family. It was the first time we had a house and not an apartment. And that neighborhood, you know, I grew up there. So um, I so I was laying on my driveway like I used to when I was little or in high school. And I was laying up there looking at the stars. And like I said, I took a lot of mushrooms that day. Probably won't do that again, but that was just what I did. Um, and so I closed my eyes and I remember everything just folding in on me like choo, 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 choo. And I, I felt like I went to the singularity of a human being. Like I was like down deep in my third eye, just in the middle. <laughs> and, um, and then everything was just like, I heard like a snap or a sound and it looked like a Batman pow. And it was it, like the sound had a picture with it. It was like pow. And, and then I was like, all right, cool. Let's play with this. Right. So I was, and I was, I pictured myself laying on top of the most beautiful mountain and the wind was blowing and it was just so gorgeous. And I pictured myself there and I was just laying back not in my driveway on the top of a mountain. And it was awesome. And then down the street, I heard a car door slam and all of a sudden I was brought like to this alleyway where I was in the back of like a Chinese restaurant or some shit, like laying on all my stuff and still same position, hands up. And, and I smiled. And I smiled and I smiled because I was, I was with me, like I was with myself and that came at a time where I was so lost, quit bodybuilding. I've been done with bodybuilding for about a year and I was just like selling health insurance, like fucking hating my life. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? So for me to find myself and to be okay and with me and to know that that's all I need. I don't need a bunch of Instagram followers. I don't need to be number one. I don't need to be Miss Olympia. I don't need sponsors. I don't need anything but myself. Because no matter where you go, there you are. And I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts that I have ever been given. And so I stayed with this visualization a little bit longer. And then I, appe I appeared. My, my spirit self appeared. And I was like standing on top of Pride Rock. <laughs> And this and and the wind was blowing and I had dreads. Before this point, I did not have dreads, uh, and I had dreads and I was just like wild. I was just in nature and I was, like I was like who I want to be, you know. Like I was like at my roots and I felt like I was almost like in this video game and I had like this cool like arm tattoo with like a cuff and I had really long beautiful wild dreads and I was just like confident. And I was ready for anything. And I was just like one with nature. And it was, I, I, I met my spirit self. Like I felt like I met my intuition. And with little monster gone, that side of me was gone. I met like my inner, like that inner warrior, that inner warrior that made little monster, little monster was this bad bitch that I was looking at. <laughs> and I, so I came out of that and I was like, oh my God, like I, I, I know who I am. Like, I know who I want to be and everything makes sense. And I found myself. And this is why I'm an advocate for psychedelics, because even though some things can be really difficult when you're going through them, like you can, you wake up to everything. You wake up to yourself, you wake up to the universe, you wake up to oneness. And um, it's pretty, it's a pretty insane experience. 
Uh, and so that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite trips. That's why I have dreads. And that was my spirit self. So I made it my goal. I was like, you know what? If I can live as close to my spirit self as possible, I feel like I'm going to be really, really happy because I'm living as close to my spirit as I can. And so I moved to Colorado, got dreads, and I'm in nature all the time. And I literally couldn't be happier. And my connection with nature is incredibly divine. And I believe it's from doing psychedelics, like mushrooms and ayahuasca. You don't have to synthesize in a lab. You literally just cut it up or just eat it and you're, and you're there. Um, and so for me, the connection, my connection to nature is incredibly divine. Um, so, so Marcus asked if I've ever had a bad trip. So I, I, I actually haven't had a bad trip. I would say I've had like a difficult one. Um, it, but okay, here's where set and setting matter more than anything in the world. Cause if you're and this is the same thing with weed. If you're smoking weed and you get anxious, check yourself because I wouldn't blame the weed. I would see if you're anxious in everyday life. Like, like is everything settled in your life or are you kind of a nervous wreck already? And then you're trying to smoke on top of that. And of course weed is, if you didn't know, is a mild psychedelic. It's like the first, like the, like the first level. And so why wouldn't it send you into an even more anxious craze? So I did have like sort of an off trip. I was actually really anxious and like thinking about not doing psychedelics. And I was, um, just kind of anxious to begin with. And like the whole day, nothing really went right and it didn't really feel great. And so my trip was actually really anxious. And I felt like one of my best friends wanted me to leave and I was just really self-conscious and I'm like, and I just got really even more anxious and paranoid than I was before the trip. So, um, like, but that, like that, with that trip showed me, what that taught me was that set and setting matters so much, so much. So, and it's beautiful. Psychedelics show you. They're there to teach you about yourself, and they're there to show you things. So if you just go open and you say, I'm open for whatever this has to show me and whatever you have to teach me, then you go, like, and if it's a bad experience, you know that it's, or a difficult one, you know that it's for your greatest good. Like, you, there's a big lesson to learn in that. And real quick, I'll just um, say one thing. Um, so I did, so... My friends, we went to Wakiva Springs, which is, we're in a canoe and we're, you know, going along the little river and we took some mushrooms and uh, my friend didn't eat her. So I ate the rest of hers. And so, and that was a mistake. But this, this was also a big, huge lesson for me. Like I took too much and I had never been in this canoe and I'm in this little, or kayak, I'm in this little kayak. The water's like literally right here and there's probably gators and snakes and all of this shit under me. <laughs> and I... Like I kind of like freaked out a little bit and I, I just got anxious and I just had to chill for a second and let, let the, the peak of it pass. And then we, we were paddling back and um, I felt like I was in trouble by nature. Like I felt like I was Simba and Mufasa was like, Simba, you deliberately disobeyed me. And I, that was a huge learning lesson for me with psychedelics. Like they are not a party drug. They are to be taken respectfully and they are to be taken seriously and ceremoniously every single time. And, you know, sometimes we have to go through hard trips like that and hard lessons to learn what these things can really do for us. So there's that. Um, and now real quick, DMT is crazy. Like that one is just, that one's pretty insane, yo. Like it's, um, I haven't broken through yet. Uh, I, I plan on it eventually, but I have not yet. I would say that I've gotten really close to where everything was insane my very first experience was I was in this yellow mandala like what you see behind me and I was just I was just like engulfed in just like a warm loving 
compassionate hug by God, it felt like. Like, I literally felt like it was just, like, loving me. Um, and then another one was everything was the same pattern. Like, everything was a square with a dot in the middle. And, like, everything. And that was really insane to me. And every time the trip was end, I, like, there were, like, these little, like, elves or gestures or something, like, closing the door on the experience. Like, as I was kind of coming back to reality, they were, like, closing me out of the experience. And I just, I remember both times. And something crazy about the about the, the square with the dot, the, the pattern that was on everything. A couple days later, I was looking for symbols for a new tattoo. And I saw, in one of the things, there was a square with a dot. And that was a symbol for truth truth and dmt is called the spirit molecule so that i was just like like i just I resonated with that so deeply and that was just very exciting for me so i'm going to go to the <laughs> ivy evie hi beautiful hi um, mel every trip is different they show you what you need to know at that time till the next time in my opinion girl i agree with you so much on that Every trip is different and they will show you what they need to show you. And whatever it is, there's something, there's a lesson in everything, especially with psychedelics. And it's always about you because it's psyche, like psych, right? So it's like your psyche. And that's why I believe in them because they, they show you some things. Um, and I actually just got a text in here. Oh, never mind. It's not a question for the public. <laughs> Um, woo. So that was my experience with psychedelics kind of in a nutshell. I mean, there's a couple other things sprinkled in there, but uh, that was, that's pretty much it. And I plan on, you know, journeying a little bit more and experiencing, you know, whatever else the, the universe has to offer me. Um, and I'm really excited about this because um, they've shown me a lot and they've given me myself and they've given me an outlook on everything else and they've given me oneness. Um, so oneness with myself and everybody else, and that's something that meditation can give you. But if you want a quick, if you want a quick way, probably psychedelics. But meditation in deep, in deep, deep med meditative states, they also bring you to a psychedelic experience. I have not experienced that yet, but I'm, I'm seeking that. I really am. Oh, I have been talking for 51 minutes. Does anybody else want to say anything or write in or what's up, guys? Let me see. What kind of yoga teacher are you? Do you do Tantra? Oh, my gosh. I have actually been wanting to do Tantra. I've heard that it's a very sexual – it doesn't have to be, but it's all about the breath, and it's like getting in tune with all of that. So I I have not done Tantra yet. I would love to, and I would love to learn how to teach it if I can. Um, but my next teacher training will most likely be in India. So my in my in a perfect world, I would go over there for a month, and there are teacher trainings over there where you can get like a 500-hour cert, and basically it costs the same as it does here in the states. You just have to get there. So there's probably the difference in the plane ticket, but you can you can stay there, and they feed you, and they sleep you, and they teach you for like 2,500 bucks for 30 days. That's next for me. So if it is a tantra cert, then tantra here I come. <sighs> that was a lot. I just let you guys know all the stuff that's on my mind um, that I have not been able to talk about before, that I have not been comfortable talking about as Little Monster. So what's funny is the name Lightside actually came when I was watching a Joe Rogan 
uh, podcast with him and Paul Stamets. And if you don't know who Paul Stamets is, please look him up. He's like the mushroom guru. He knows every kind of mushroom, psychedelic and non-psychedelic. And um, so I was watching that and I was like, oh my God, light side. That's going to be the name of my podcast. And I was like, wait, that's my name of everything. Everything is light side. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of where the name came from. And and for me, it, it took me out of the box that I put myself in as Little Monster. It, it opened me up to, like, everything that I would like to talk about. Um, and not that, that not that Little Monster, like, you know, I couldn't talk about Star Wars and stuff like that. But Star Wars is something huge that I, that I learned. It was part of my awakening, funny enough. Um, learning that there's a light side and a dark side to everything. And also learning that the Force is real, y'all. <laughs> it just matters what, how you want to, where you want to put your Force. Um, and so for me, that was a big, huge thing. But for me, light side just opened up like the stuff that I want to talk about, the stuff that I'm interested in. And I can't wait to have other people on the show who have journeyed even deeper than I have, who, who are going to talk about their experiences with psychedelics, with meditation, with um, the yogic path and with all of these things that I'm really curious about. Um, so, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. And on a side note. Um, mushrooms, the non-psychedelic kind, I'm also learning are incredibly powerful. Um, like lion's mane is great for actually your nerve endings. So like the myelin sheath that's on the outside of our um, nerves, lion's mane actually helps, helps coat that and helps our nerves travel better. So it's actually been shown to help with dementia and Alzheimer's and help with focus and concentration and things like that. So lion's mane is kind of the shit. And a lot of new, a lot of new um, supplements, like performance enhancing supplements are coming out with things like uh, cordyceps and reishi, two things that help with like our sleep and our performance. So be on the lookout for cordyceps, reishi, lion's mane. And there's probably more, but those are the three I'm familiar with. I take lion's mane every morning actually. And I'm a fan. I actually want to send some to my grandpa. Yeah. And like, I don't know if this would work, but if you gave lion's mane to somebody who has like a neurological disorder, like a, like MS or something like that, like I wonder if it would help their nerve endings talk to each other better and travel faster. Now I'm just like talking about random shit. Um, psychedelics is an awesome tool for the ego death. Yes, Mel, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And that's why I don't, I don't know that, like, I don't know if they're for everybody, but I think everybody could benefit from some sort of psychedelic trip, even if it's a little amount, like even if it's just a little microdose of something, I do think that it helps open your awareness and open you up to a happier, more joyous way to live. Like I really don't believe psychedelics will make you worse as a person and as an outlook on everything. Like I think that it, it's really, uh, I think it's really a beautiful thing. I really do. All right, everybody. Well, so this is the first podcast and I'm so excited to have you guys with us. I know this was kind of me just like ranting about all of this, this stuff that goes through my head on a daily basis and all of the stuff that I want to build and cultivate. Um, but I already have, like I said, I already have one episode uh, um, recorded with Nayam, spiritual bodybuilder. We talked about bridging the gap between spirituality and bodybuilding. We talked about gut health. We talked about the ego. We talked about um, astrology. We talked about a bunch of stuff. And this Thursday, I am recording with uh, a longtime Ayahuasquero shaman, who uh, is one of my friends, actually. Her name is Anita Scott. She's fucking amazing. And we're going to be talking about oneness, um, how love is not suffering, how to get connected to the oneness of everything, how to get connected to the divine. I'm very excited about that. 
Um, and also coming up, I have a sports psychologist. So talking about, you know, positivity and things like that. Um, and I have a couple awesome, amazing things in the works. So, and I'm doing this, I'm doing this for you guys too. So if you have anything that you want to talk about or anything that you, or anything that you want to see or have people have, or have me get people on the show, please write in and let me know. Like I am all for this. I'm all for connecting and talking and chatting with you guys and everybody out there. Like I, this is like a dream job for me. So if this could one day be like my job job and like what I do every day, that would be a dream. And before, I don't know if I knew what my dream job was. Like talking to people is my, is my passion and is my love and helping them live happier life. So you know, if there's a way that we can make this go crazy and go viral, and I believe it's it's the way to do that is provide value, right? And to just put out as much light and as much value to the world as we can. And I just know and I trust that that will come back full circle. I have no, I have no, I just believe that. Um, so I'm just going to check the chat one more time. Oh, Ronnie, thank you so much. I'm going to check, I'm going to check that out. Is that Halakana? Halakana and Natasha, Halakana and Natasha's YouTube channel. She lives a great Tantra lifestyle in Hawaii. Oh, sounds like some, I don't know, also another dream job. Um, okay. I'm thirsty and I'm done talking. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope I didn't freak you out talking about steroids and psychedelics, but that's me and that's where we're at. And I'm not afraid to be me anymore. And this feels amazing. So I'm so excited to keep building on this and um, to have you all join me. Uh, this will be posted on YouTube and on podcasts if I can figure that out. I'm kind of just jumping without a net and I'm just hoping my wings will appear on the way down. That's just how I do things. <laughs> so um, that's, I'm just going to close it with that. So um, I, I'm, I don't know if I want to answer this question. Marcus, yes, you can do both. You can bodybuild and do low yoga. You can definitely do both. I am just, I want to put all of my energy into my conscious champion contest prep masterclass. Yes. So if you guys don't know, if you're not part of it, Mel, you are, thank you. And Cass, you are, thank you. Um, but I just launched a contest prep masterclass called Conscious Champions. And it's essentially connecting the mind, body, and the spirit as it pertains to bodybuilding. But the lessons you learn in the class, you'll also be able to take with you for the rest of your life and out of bodybuilding as well. So, and this is something that I, that has been my greatest joy right now. So Marcus, to answer your question, yes, I could do bodybuilding and yoga. But I'm having so much fun putting all of my energy into my, my tribe right now, my conscious champions, that I don't want to compete because I know when I compete, it takes a lot of time and it's all about me and my food and what I need. And um, right now, I'm just having so much fun shedding all of that light to everybody else that I, I don't, I can't compete right now. It's just way too fun to, to be there for everybody else. So um, anyway, okay. That's all I have to say. Thank you guys so much for joining the light side today. I'm excited to see you on the next episode. Stay tuned. Thank you all for your love and support and for making history with me and for joining me on the very first episode. Um, I will see you guys next time. Peace, love, namaste, and join the light side. <laughs> Did it! Whoop, whoop! <laughs>